What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber, Lyft driver, and gig economy news. Presented by UberLiftDrivers.com, RideshareRodeo.com, WithPara.com. I'm your host, SJ, and let's get it on. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. So this is, uh, this is the new year, huh? Anything different? Did the world change? Did the world end? Did everything go away? Did things get better? Or is it just the same as it was? Well, we can keep hoping that the year gets better. Um, but so we are not doomed to repeat last year. Let's go through last year, this this week, and make sure we don't repeat this again. Because as I look at my notes from last year, wow, what a pathetic year. Hands down, worst year ever in my lifetime. Okay, so let's get into this. Okay, we'll start at the very start of 2020 and uh, for the history books and why all of this happened and let's not repeat it. Um, So January, boom, already we're in the middle of an impeachment. This is January 2020, a year ago. We're in the middle of an impeachment trial. Um, most of Australia is on fire, so we're already seeing the globalness of uh, of environmental issues coming up left and right. Um, and then some bumpiness. Uh, shortly into the new year, Trump gets acquitted and of his impeachment trial. And later this year, we'll be nominated for multiple Nobel Peace Prizes. So, (laughs) so January 3rd, uh, the the day before Trump is acquitted of impeachment, um, he kills the one of the leaders of Iran, uh, Soleimani, uh, and. Who knows what what that will what, what that will incur this year? Um, I know we're right upon that that date, or we just passed it. I'm not exactly sure of the date that was done, um, but I know that it was early, and I know that on the third or fourth was when he was acquitted, and I'm not really sure why. <laughs> um, so then we see that. Uh, we see news from from China that out of Wuhan, um, we see a virus starting to emerge. And I don't know if everybody remembers, but uh, there was lots of uh, even once it got out of China, there was lots of South Korean um, video coming out that showed these massive trucks and people coming down the roads and spraying and spray going into the air, and I mean like all kinds of videos and. We all saw this, and we all treated it like it was something over in the in the east, and that we w- here wouldn't have to worry about that because, uh, I mean, you know, why would it reach us? This is a China virus or a Wuhan virus or a a new novel virus. So, bottom line is, we all ignored it. Um, our media ignored it. We ignored it. Everybody ignored it. But slowly, um, we all know that it started to uh, to reach out to um, 
other countries and it it ended up eventually coming here they call it in march now i talked about this last week real quickly and we're just gonna this is part two of a two-part uh discussion about 2020 and what it's done to our economy and stuff and um so with all of that happening, they the coronavirus is starting to spread all over the East. It's starting to get into the UK. It's starting to get here. And even in January, February, I honestly believe it was here. If, if, if people don't think so, that's, I mean, that's cool. I, I, I know people, and we talked about this last week, who were getting as sick as I've seen people um, from this virus in January, February. We just didn't know what it was. So I believe that from the beginning of the year, if not December 2019, the virus was already here. Um, And it just wasn't being handled. So uh, let's see. Also in March, so in early March, we st- we were in a we were seeing the stock market fade, and not that you can judge the economy by that, but we saw the stock stock market fading, and then in March we started seeing a quicker fall, and it was falling, and um, things just weren't right. We were being alarmed, and we knew something was going on in Wuhan. Now we were starting to pick up on it um, in late February. We we're Everybody was starting to get it. By March, everybody was getting it. We just didn't know what was going on. But then, in end of March, uh, oh, and there, you know, we were told by the government that um, the the virus was here, but it was under control and it was very minimal, according to the Trump administration at the time. And I don't believe that was the case. I believe that there were many more cases than we were uh, being informed about or that they alluded to. Uh, we saw runs on grocery stores. I know that you all remember the toilet paper run and some of the other things that happened. But, uh, yeah, um, I mean, it's it's just crazy, you know. And then if you remember, there were websites out to calculate how much toilet paper you'd need during hunkering downtime and all that. Uh, I'm sorry, I just have to laugh because this timeline I'm looking at is just a joke. Uh Let's see. End of March, coronavirus was fully in the U.S. We knew it. New York City was being pummeled, and we knew that. Um, if you remember, not only were they using the um, the big trail, the eighteen wheeler trailers for uh, body storage at hospitals, but they were. Uh, but there were sirens round the clock in New York City. They weren't able to get to people who were calling 911. And people were dying in their homes of respiratory diseases that didn't add up with what they might have had, even if they were elderly. Um, we saw uh, Governor Cuomo uh, all over the news um, on a, doing daily briefings, probably more than the president at the time. And New York was just getting hit hard right from the city outward. And of course that's where it would hit hardest because New York city is our main influx of, of this country. I mean, basically, you know, consider it Rome during Roman times. I mean, it's, you know, where else would you expect it to hit? And it destroyed the cities. And I know everybody remembers the um, ventilators became worth more than gold. I mean, we had governors trading ventilators and doing all this, that, and the other. And everybody's confused at this point, right? So end of March, early April, boom, country and the world 
uh, goes on lockdown. So we're all forced to stay home. Uh, businesses close. Everything closes. Uh, nobody knows really what to do. We're all losing money. We've all lost jobs. Gig economy pummeled, pummeled and crushed um, within a matter of days. And if you remember when that happened, uh, we had Rideshare was doing its par for the course of how many rides normal and then the pandemic hit and at that time uh app-based food delivery was falling fast barely anybody there were too many companies doing it just like there's too many drivers on the road at that time so rideshare drivers were having were struggling because there's too many drivers on the road and app-based food delivery was struggling because too many companies were trying to do this now so boom pandemic hits everybody's on lockdown and all of a sudden flip-flop rideshare goes in the toilet and nobody's using it nobody and then app and a lot of the rideshare drivers switch over to food delivery service so we now see all these rideshare drivers who never wanted to do food delivery service now delivering for grubhub or uber eats or at the time postmates or doordash or whatever and um that becomes the tougher gig to get than rideshare over the next couple months um we see zoom teeing up to be the the next meeting room for every uh, business, school, everything in the world is now going to be done through Zoom. We saw Google attempt to uh, put their hand into the mix with, uh, you know, Google meeting places and uh, other things, but it was Zoom, 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 Zoom. So, uh the cruise ships we see cruise ships stranded out at sea and nobody's doing a damn thing about it they're leaving people out there with coronavirus they're taking uh coast guard choppers and zip lining them their food to get by because the ships had run out and medicine so they're zip lining this down to the ships because nobody wants to go near those cruise ships ever there were enough people testing positive on them and it, by the time that we did get them to port, they, people were getting off. We had about half to more than half of the people had coronavirus getting off these ships. So I think that we all forget about how much of a player that ship thing was because that was producing the most coronavirus uh, victims that there were. I mean, there were no – if you took a, a, a group of people – like let's say the twenty, the two thousand to four thousand that might be on a cruise ship, of anywhere in the country, you took that many people, a group, and tested how many had coronavirus against how many were getting off a cruise ship of the same size. The cruise ship won hands down, far and away, um, way more victims. So then April fifth. Oh wait. We we got to go back to March twenty seventh. March twenty seventh. Congress um, across the board invoked the $2.2 trillion CARES Act, which was supposed to uh, be pandemic aid for all of us who had lost our jobs, who were affected, whose businesses had closed, you name it. And so that money was distributed to states. States were supposed to designate that to the people. It was supposed to be $600 a week through end of July. And that 
we would see how the situation went and it would be reevaluated. And we will get to that in a minute. But um, so that got enacted. Uh, let's see. And that was supposed to start right away. Now, we'll get to this all in a second. April 5th. Uh, well, let me go back a little bit. So when the world went on lockdown, uh, the prime minister, Boris Johnson, had kind of told Britain that they were okay and that to go about daily life. They started having huge outbreak numbers. Boris Johnson ended up in the hospital with COVID. Um, and, at, and so now we're, at, we're in mid-April and uh, still no stimulus checks, the one-time payment. Um, and if you remember, the IRS had a website that was failing because you had to put in, I can't remember what it was, your last name or your whatever, wherever it was, uh, not the numeric part, but the alpha part of it, the, the letters, had to be all in caps or all, yeah, all in caps. And if you didn't put your name in in all caps, it was showing you as not even a person who would be receiving a stim check. But if you put in your social security and your name in all caps, then it would open up the door to you and show you what you had. So we had that little error that the IRS couldn't even fix. So the Internal Revenue Service, who takes it upon ourselves, it upon itself to look into all of our finances and you know what's going on in the world, couldn't fix the minorest flaw in the system. And they didn't even try. They let this go, and they didn't fix it to this day. So, and there's no security risk there, people, if you're wondering, like, it, does it need to be all capital? Does that protect the IRS? No. It was just a way they designed the system in a flaw, and they never fixed it. Shocker. Um, so we roll into April. We're going, we're going, we're going. Mid-April. Um, we realize no STEM checks and no pandemic unemployment assistance still. Um, so David Pickerell and I started really working with people and trying to figure out where every state was at with this and what it was. One of the major problems, now this isn't the STEM check, that was the IRS just dropping the ball across the board. And even after the money was allocated, it took five to eight weeks for everybody to get that one-time payment check. Um, but... Uh, the the PUA payments that were supposed to come from your state through your UI, every state's UI was was coded in COBOL from the 1960s, and every state had the same excuse. We were going to get around to reprogramming that so that we could adapt if needed for a scenario like this. However, they didn't do this, and now we're stuck. Everybody's waiting for payments and they're not coming but it's been allocated the government has signed off on the money and has distributed it to the states the states are holding the money going okay how do we get it to people and they're just screwing around so nobody by by this point still has it we start seeing dates come out and they kind of get moved up in front back below um but so yeah so then we, right immediately, we're told to wear masks, stay at home. Um, we're put on stay-at-home orders. And we, what would be one of the first things you'd, you'd think? Um, protesters, anti-maskers. That started that early. People were out saying, no, you're not going to lock me in my home. And this is BS and whatever. So that started. Um, 
And then somewhere in late April was when Trump was when Trump made that comment about uh, <laughs> about bleaching our insides. Again, people, if you didn't hear it, um, do not do this. Um, and if if you hear this and you you're wondering about it, do not do this now. Talk to somebody with a brain and ask them why not if you're curious. But do not drink bleach, people. Uh, we Trump thought it might be a good idea. Do not drink bleach. It's pretty straightforward. You shouldn't do it. Uh, let's see. So end of April, early May, PUA starts rolling out in many states. Um, some of the states that rolled out the UI had huge hurdles and errors, and some uh, just had system crashes. And we knew that it would be. So they did a walk-around system and hired out to uh, private companies and um, outside of the government to build these walk-around systems for PUA. Eventually it was done, um, and from mid-May till the last week of July, PUA was given to people who got into the UI PUA system because of the pandemic. But remember also that getting into that system was not a cakewalk. Um, I think every state can agree that it was done so crappy and that every state dropped the ball and gets an F minus across the board for how they handled this. Um, our, our leaders get an F minus across the board for how little they helped the American people, especially once PUA ended. But we'll stick with the timeline for right now uh, because why not? I mean, this joke of a year. And remember, I'm doing this because if you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. So... Uh, late May, um, George Floyd, Minneapolis, uh, killed by a police officer kneeling on his head so that he or on his neck so that he couldn't breathe, um, died. And then um, a protest, the protest started for George Floyd. And then we had a bunch of other ones this year, too. I won't go in them by name. We all remember. Um, but they're everything police that went could have gone wrong this year did. And I think we all experienced that during the pandemic, the police were not there for us, um, because of all this. Now I'm not saying that they, anything could have been different or what. I don't have a solution on that. All I'm saying is that during the pandemic, we needed the police most, but police weren't pulling people over. They weren't doing anything after these kind of things because no city police officer wanted to deal with this. In fact, police were quitting uh, before their term was over, before their pension hit its, it hit its uh, full amount. They were leaving the force because of how bad the PR on all police was across this country. And so... You know, the protests started, and the protests started somewhat peacefully, although somewhat irresponsibly, too, because many people were not wearing masks. So you had people out there who believed in the mask, who believed in the protest, and you had people who believed in the protest but did not believe in the mask, and you had those people mixing. Okay, we had states closing, but opening and then Florida and California opening their beaches, closing their beaches, opening their beaches, closing their beaches. Just the stupidest people running this country ever. I mean, 
Seriously, nobody was on the same page. We screwed up every part of this, every part of the way. And if you want to point it at the right or the left, that's fine. I pointed at every one of these crap bags because, honestly, everybody failed us during this. Um, soon after the protests, we had the riots that started. Now, so it was the protesters of the day and into the evening, and then there was kind of a curfew, and then they wanted you to disperse. But if you noticed, at the end of the protest days, like if it was 7 o'clock, was there 6 o'clock was the curfew for the protesting, let's say, around 3 or 4, you'd see a whole influx of like double the amount of people almost that were there for the day. It would almost double, and then go all night long, because those were the rioters, and they wanted to mix in with the protesters, and then riot all night, loot, break windows, burn buildings, do everything that this country did not need, and wreck it even more. So here we are, nobody's working, everybody's at home. Um, Karen, 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 Karen. Yeah, that's right, you heard me. Bitch. Um. <laughs> Shortly after the protests and everything, we had Black Lives Matter. The BLM movement started, and um, with good cause, of course. And again, though, it mixed in with the protesters. And I really honestly think that the protesters put such a negative spin on it, it o- almost overcame what the BLM movement was about. Because News and media likes to focus on evil, not good, and they did that. They did exactly that. They f- focused on the protesting and not, or the 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 rioting and uh, all that instead of uh, focusing on the protesting and what was the meaning behind it and all that. They they did that for about a week, but after that, that wasn't entertaining enough and didn't have enough entertainment value for them. So instead, they had both going on, but they chose to go with the rioting because that involved things being thrown at police officers, uh, things happening back and forth, and so that sounded more interesting. So they went with that, of course, because media's scumbags, and that's what they do. Um we started seeing statues uh, being uh, broke down over in the UK, here in the United States. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, um, slave traders and uh, Confederate type stuff that was being just ripped down by people. And maybe those did need to go for a long time, you know, but the way that it was done, again, this to me it was another anti masking thing. And it was something that we just shouldn't have done. You know, it was, I mean, there was a different way to go about this. And it was, it was abusing a time in, in American history and where everything was and the fact that cops weren't doing anything, all this, that, and the other. So uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big fan of how that went down. So at this point in June, the virus is everywhere in the world. Everywhere in the world is handling it differently. And everybody's in lockdown, and we we have no clue what's going to happen from here. Uh, PUA payments are coming in, but um, we're not. But still, the United States is not treating its people as as well as most countries are. They want with some straightforward language that still to this day applies of taking care of their people. We did not do that. We, you know. The the money the money bags of this country scumbagged us out and shafted everybody. So that's what happened, and that's who this country's run by scumbags. So um, 
you know, we'll see what happens in this year. But it, it's time to, to end this corruption and this BS. Enough's enough, right? So now we're deep, deep, deep into it, right? And we hear herd immunity. We hear social distancing. Wear your masks. Stay home. Don't do anything. Restaurants are closed. Uh, grocery stores become uh, front line and uh, become probably one of the most dangerous places still right now to this day to go is the grocery store. Um, who knew that we'd be afraid of our grocery stores? I never in my lifetime took my brain to that length to think that. But, I mean, that's where we are. Um, we also started around... Uh, June, July, we start hearing about the vaccine. Now, of course, there'd be a vaccine, but we also know that every vaccine, every major vaccine that's ever happened in this world has taken two years to 15 years to even get out there to people. And now we're saying that this vaccine has to be out by the end of the year. Extremely dangerous, um, and we will get to it. Obviously, everybody knows it did come out. But there was the testing has not been done. The FDA shafted it through and approved it. Um, so who knows what that vaccine is? Um, you know, I hope it's good. I hope it's something that does, you know, if nothing else, hopefully it's just, uh, you know, a placebo or something. Because if it's a bunch of bad things, we're going to see um, in about 10 years, we're going to see a law firm or 10 law firms on TV commercials saying if you took the if you took the coronavirus vaccine in 2020 or, tw or early 2021, um, you should become part of our group settlement in this lawsuit. And I mean that won't be a shocker. That's very likely to happen. Um, we don't know. We didn't test the vaccine. Uh, nowhere did. Nowhere tested the vaccine correctly, and we pushed it through. So. Based it on other uh, coronavirus vaccines and the fact that it's close in nature, but that's not good enough. And the fact that we were able to get it out in six, seven months, eight months is very scary. If you look back in history, you cannot find another vaccine that ever made it out that quick. It doesn't happen. Um, Again, one of the companies, one of the only companies really raging during the pandemic is Zoom. Zoom, Zoom, Zoom. As I sit in my four-cornered room. Um, let's see. In June, Trump announces rallies. The first one in Oklahoma. Um, if you remember, basically no one showed because the app TikTok users uh, ruined the events because they were people were creating profiles or using their own and booking spots for this Trump rally and then nobody showed up so it was a lot of ghost accounts and then it was just empty bleachers however from the people that did go we still had a little super spreader but we weren't to the word super spreader quite yet um, while Trump started his rallies in person uh, Biden started the new the, what would be the new norm of drive-in rallies, which were stupid as anything. Both of these going on were just stupid. Um, if you remember how Biden got to where he did, he was completely losing um, with all the Democrats uh, that were trying to run for president. And it wasn't until he got the black endorsement from South Carolina and until the, I think the real straw that brought Biden there was when he had the debate with Bernie 
the debate with Bernie was all Bernie until the point when they said, Mr. S- uh, Bernie, do you, if you're elected, do you, do you guarantee you will elect a woman vice president? And Bernie paused and gave the correct answer. He said, I guarantee to look at the candidates and pick the best candidate for the job. Um, women, uh, many women would be on my short list, but I would pick the best candidate for the job. They then turned to Biden. And I don't know how many of you saw this or remember this moment, but I, this will go down as one of the moments I remember in the year. They turned to Biden and they said, same question. Will you elect a woman VP? And he just said, yes. No, I'm sorry. We all would love to see woman VP. We're all going to, I mean, it's happening. Um, it just seems like it was done in a really crappy way. I mean, that's, the birdie answer is the correct answer. We need the best candidate. We, we, we don't need to, to prove something right now. We need to get out of this damn pandemic. And it should always be that way. I think women have constantly come a long ways in politics. So we're there. And a woman will be elected president. That will happen. But shouldn't it happen when it's the correct candidate? I don't know. Um, I remember that a lot of the black support uh, said, hey, listen, if you're going to if you're gonna, uh, um, if you want our support, you're gonna have to elect a woman. So Biden just said, "Fine." He didn't know. He just he didn't care. I mean, you know, I mean, it really was. It really bothered me that that happened that quickly in a debate where he shouldn't have answered that question. He should have let it be. Now here we are in July, and uh, Americans have uh, let their guard down on both coasts again. So end of June, early July, we see a huge spike again, and people are warned, do not travel out of your state. Do not travel out of your state. Stay in your state. Stay in your home. But people decide, eh, it's 4th of July. I'm going to do what I want. So the beaches reopen after being closed for good reason. And what happens? Boom! huge wave which causes a complete lockdown of the country this time becoming way more locked down than the first time so (laughs) people aren't wearing masks they're at the beach they're not social distancing they're doing everything wrong and i know we all don't want to do this but we've talked about this on the podcast before we either do this or we live like this for the rest of, of of times So do we want to get through this or do we just want to keep letting this linger forever and wait for our government to provide help for us? Because they won't. Our government doesn't care about anybody. They don't care about people. They care about maybe their family and themselves, the elected officials. That's it. They don't care about people, okay? And the few who do... Okay, I'll give you a pass, but you are such a small percentage that it it barely matters. We need to start having that small percentage be the 100% percentage. This this party system is crap. This world is not handling anything correctly. So then July rolls around and the PUA ends. Did Congress get together and establish a longer run of PUA? No, they didn't. They left everybody hanging and uh, screw everybody. Um, They didn't care. Again, proving how much they didn't care because 
come on, it wasn't just me talking about it on the podcast for four weeks before the end of July that knew that, hey, I hope you guys are coming up with a better plan for when this PUA ends because the rest of the world is taking care of their people. Why aren't we taking care of ours? Then, uh, let's see, July kind of ends. We roll into August. California catches on fire as it does every summer. This whole, the whole state's on fire like it is every year. Um, and the smoke this time gets all the way from California all the way to Chicago. Not like it, we're seeing just signs of it. Like it affected Chicago to the point you could feel and breathe the smoke. And I know that everybody can go to this time remember how this felt. For me, this was awful because on a side note, the smoke in Colorado gave me my first asthma attack in over 30 years. I hadn't even had an albuterol inhaler in 30 years. And I had to get one because of the of the smoke and the pandemic and whatever else had been going on. And I put off going to the emergency room for a few days. And I'm telling you, I, I would sleep maybe 15 minutes at a time and wake back up just breathing horribly. And I was scared to go to the emergency room because A, I thought maybe I had coronavirus, but B, I knew that if this was something respiratory that wasn't coronavirus, by going to the emergency room, I would walk out of there with coronavirus. So I called an urgent care, told them the situation, and uh, went in, and they did all the testing for me, found my blood oxygen level at 80, which is extremely dangerous, and uh, gave me three treatments of oxygen therapy, some shots, prednisone, a bunch of pills, basically the, the same cocktail they gave Donald Trump, but before they gave it to him, they kind of gave it to me. This is what I'm on. And so I take this thing and you start to feel better. Um, but, you know, if, if somebody were to ask me and if there hadn't been a doctor to confirm my asthma or if I had never had asthma early on in life, I would have said this is probably exactly what coronavirus feels like because it was the most frightening, awful thing I've ever felt in my life. Later in the month, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dies. Um RBG, and uh, she was such a huge role model for women, and for and did such great things uh, with the Supreme Court. And the parties fight over whether somebody should be elected or not to fill the position. Trump immediately selected Amy Coney Barrett, and they passed her through real quickly with op- major opposition from Democrats, as should be um, either. And I, here's what I want to say about that. It was wrong to do that, but if Democrats had been in charge, I think they would have done the same scumbag move. They would have pushed somebody through to help their agenda, just like the Republicans did. So I'm not siding up with either here. I think both parties are crap. This is why I'm an independent, a true independent. I'm not an independent who just kind of waits for the commercial that catches me and then says, okay, I'm a true independent who actually looks into the candidates. I want to know who I'm voting for, not what the TV tells me or what the news says or whatever. I, we have one of the greatest things about the internet is we have it. You know, you can research anything you want and you can find the good and the bad and you can find the stupid stories too. And you're going to have to weed through those, but you can do your own research. It's pretty actually easy. 
Um, so end of August, uh, the states start clawbacks on people who received PUA. That's right. PUA has ended. People are now getting especially gig workers who were just devoured by this and lucky to get into PUA are now on unemployment assistance uh, through the state. When the PUI ended, everybody's getting about 100, 150 a week uh, because they all were placed at the lower end of the, of state UI systems. And at this point they say, Oh wait. And basically everybody, you know, like 70% of people who got PUA got clawbacks taken out of the now 150 a week they're receiving, which doesn't even cover, barely could cover groceries for, for many. So it's ridiculous. Um, this country really, if this is if this year isn't a wake up call to how bad this country is and how far we need to come, you know, a president Biden, uh, Kamala Harris, uh, presidency isn't going to fix this country. And it's nothing against them. It just isn't. This country needs a complete overhaul, and it needs to throw a lot of people in the pit. Um, I'm not going to say the swamp because I'm not a Trump fan. Um, I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a Biden supporter. I really, I'm not. A, I'm not an anybody supporter anymore. I think that we have a lot of crap out there, and I think it's time that we really do figure this out. I mean, this pandemic should have been our wake up call to do something about this country. I mean, we've done nothing. We've sat in our houses, locked up, and done what the government told us while they did not take care of us. So um, September. Late September rolls around, and the White House throws an event at the Rose Garden to sell, uh, to celebrate Amy Coney Barrett. And, <clears throat> excuse me, the gathering becomes one of the largest super spreader events at the White House. Um, this, I mean, this, I'm sorry, guys, this, this to me uh, sounds stranger than fiction, okay? So, um, Let's see. After uh, shortly after the first debate between Biden and Trump, uh, Trump tested positive for coronavirus. Uh, shortly after, Trump gets out of the hospital, uh, tells everybody he's okay, and then he goes on a victory tour and does a bunch of rallies and tells people they don't need masks. Wait, that can't be right. Oh, wait, that is right. That's how this year went. A bunch of morons running a country that used to be a world superpower and is now a world joke. Um, there's always an October surprise in politics, right? Well, I guess uh, this year the October surprise would be that all politicians told us to not see our families to not celebrate holidays, to not go anywhere, and to just be depressed at home and deal with this, and it's what it is. And then every one of those politicians went out and had Thanksgiving, went to restaurants, took their masks off, did everything they said we can't do. They all did. I mean, we had Speaker Pelosi going to a hair salon Without a mask. I mean, this is, it gets so ridiculous. This is just not possible that this is reality. Uh, so November 3rd rolls around. And on top of that being election day, that was also the day that Prop 22 was introduced to overturn AB5, which we've talked about many times. So Prop 22 passes and allows all gig base 
platforms, uh, app platforms, workers to be independent contractors. But AB5 is still in effect for all kinds of people who had been independent contractors outside of the app-based world for years. 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I mean, we had Gail Gordon on the on the podcast in episode 26. I've referred to this before. A nonprofit opera house in Los Angeles that has had to now close due to uh, due to COVID restrictions and due to AB5. And she's still affected by this, even though Prop 22 passed. Makes no sense. Um so then, but then there's election day and a crazy count process. We got people, we got states going home after they start the count for a few hours, they go home, they come back the next day, start seeing all kinds of sketchy stuff. And no matter where you sit with that, it was a sketchy election. Again, I'm not sitting on either side. It was just sketchy and weird. It was a weird year, I know, but it was sketchy and weird. And eventually, five day, four days, five days after uh, election day, uh, November third on November eighth, Biden is declared the winner. It took five days, five days to count ballots. Unbelievable. Um, November seventh uh, or eighth is when Biden and Harris do their victory speech because, by most accounts, they had been declared the winner. Um, at this point, obviously, I shouldn't even have to say it. What did the Trump supporters do? They start protesting, stop the steal. And the election was a hoax. It was rigged. Um, everybody's anti-masking, masking. We got people all over. We got not, we got Trump supporters, anti-masking. We got non-Trump supporters, anti-masking. And those of you out there who don't support Trump, you know that I'm talking to you because you know, many of you were not masking. I'm talking about in my neighborhood, even at this point people were being morons and that is now since turned around because it's got so bad again but shortly after that trump sues wisconsin pennsylvania michigan georgia for voter fraud and for all kinds of other crap that he's that he's claiming happened um coronavirus testing is everywhere basically every major sporting stadium uh in the in the country is doing testing. So we got the LA Forum. We got here in Denver. We got the Pepsi Center. Um, they're doing just free testing. Just drive through. Blah blah blah. This has been going on for since late August in almost every city. Um, there's testing everywhere and it's free. Early December, AstraZeneca and Pfizer say we've got we've got the the vaccine. So they start allocating it. Okay, so. Eight, nine months after the start of this pandemic, we have two companies that come up with this, the, the vaccine for COVID-19. Fastest that a vaccine has ever been produced and the trials were not done correctly. Nothing was done correctly. FDA pushed it through around the world. We are shooting people with this by the millions right now. We don't know what the effect will be. And if you say otherwise, you don't know. Because the bottom line is, I'm not saying I know, but we, none of us know. The scientists don't know what the effects will be. We didn't get to that phase of testing. Um, 
And then Christmas. Oh, great. Christmas was just wonderful, especially if you live in Tennessee. We have a RV placed outside the AT&T building um, downtown on 5th Street and blown up. Um, so bomb goes off in Nashville. Wow, what a Christmas surprise there. Um, so the media looks into that. They can't really find much on the guy, so they, they turn to the reptilian uh interlude which is just crap in my book i mean so basically they bring up the one of the things that i've heard brought up is that the guy believed the in a reptilian race well much of america believes in a reptilian race i mean if a lot of ufo believers and uh, and scientists and and all kinds of things there's a lot behind the ufo so i'm not going to get into that because that's a whole nother conversation um and of course there's you know there's I mean, about the reptilian part, I don't know, you know, but I think we all know that even the government has come around on UFOs a bit. I mean, they've started um, releasing a lot more documents that show we, you know, we have seen a lot of unidentified flying objects that cannot be explained. Let's just leave it at that. So by the end of the year, the U.S. has taken worse care of its people than almost every other country. We never invoked a second PUA. We've got people starving. We've got people being evicted. Um, the Congress and, you know, you can point your finger at whoever you want, but they didn't get things done in time. So now there's another huge gap before anybody will see any money. And we're all told to stay at home, wear masks, do this, that, the other. But does anybody ever put into place how we're supposed to live? Or how people are supposed to live. Some people are a little better off than others, whatever. But this is ridiculous. And our country treats us like crap. Um, you know, Canada has closed its borders to us. They don't even want us there anymore. Canada used to be our, our friendliest country that we had. And it was, a, I mean, you basically didn't even need a passport. You did, but you didn't. You could just go across. Now, they don't want us. You can't go there. We don't want any Americans in our country. It's a beautiful country up here in Canada, and you guys will just wreck it, you scumbags. So, um, also, to end the year, the large testing facilities at mo in most cities, and some this isn't the case, but in most cities, the large testing facilities at these places like the LA Forum and the Pepsi Center and others around the country have closed. However, we are experiencing the largest spike in COVID numbers and in cases that we've ever seen since the beginning, but they're closing the testing facilities. And if you notice, we are not hearing a lot about make sure that you get tested. It's kind of just faded out. I mean, do they not want us to get tested? They just figure everybody's got it. Um, that's kind of my thought is that they just are like, well, everybody's got it now. It doesn't matter. Um, I mean, it took a, it took them six months to be honest and tell us that it was airborne, even though within the first month we kind of all figured that. Why wear a mask? I mean, you know one thing that they said? Wash your hands, wear a mask, social distance. Okay, well, we were, if you remember in the very beginning, it was wash your hands and then don't touch your face. Okay, that's always been a case about any germs, but... The very first thing that you should that I thought of is that don't touch your face. So you mean specifically? I mean, yes, you shouldn't be touching your mouth, um, but your eyes. If it's airborne, can't it go right into your eye sockets? I, I am so over 
the way this country is run. And I really hope that this puts 2020 to rest. Okay. The gig economy is not going away, but right now, like every business in America, it's like the restaurant and bar industry. It's devoured. So it's a perfect time for it to come back as soon as we can and and change it a bit and make it better for people. However, we need to do that. We can't just bring back the same old institutions, and we can't bring the exact opposite side either that wrecks the ability to be independent contractors. So this is a time that is the worst time in my lifetime, worst year in my lifetime. However, maybe we can flip our way out of this so we are not doomed to repeat it. Okay? So that's 2020 in the rear view. And from here forward, we will go back to regular programming. Lots of special guests. Lots of interviews coming up. Lots of news. And uh, a very hopeful 2020. So I was very heated doing this one today. However, I'm glad I did. Let's put this behind us. Let's get this out of the way. Because everything I just read took me that long. And that was just a list of some of the things that happened this year. There's a ton more. Karen, Karen, Karen. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us. And uh, starting next week, we will be back to the regular show um, with some changes to the websites, uberliftdrivers.com, rideshareradio.com, withpara.com. We got a lot of projects coming up. We got a lot of ways to help uh, gig workers earn. And uh, we are just all sitting here praying and hoping that things will open up soon and uh, we can somewhat get back to a normal life. So we'll see you back here next year on the... uh, We will see you back here next week on the rodeo. Until then, everybody take care. Peace.